Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to continue with our series of best 17s for 2023. 2023 is just around the corner. It's going to be a massive year for the North Queensland Cowboys, who uh, I guess they were the biggest surprise packets of season 2022, finishing in third place, a record of 17 and 7. Incredible stuff, I think. The vast majority of us had, us t- had them tipped for the wooden spoon. If you had them anywhere above probably 12th or 13th, I probably would have laughed at you. And I think uh, my little 5'8", Matty, I think you would have had a little giggle as well, just quietly. Yep, I thought they were fantastic value for the spoon last year. Uh, I didn't get on them, but I definitely had them coming last. And I know I wasn't the only one, so egg on all of our faces. It was a great year for the Cowboys. I think it is my favourite insult when people say to me, you had the Cowboys coming last last year, and I go... (laughs) Oh, I don't know how to defend that. Fuck <laughs> so me did, and everyone so you, else. Mate. So did you. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Anyway, uh, what a season it was for them. Obviously, Toddy Payton, he has done fantastic things up there. Uh, I've said it on Bloke in a Bar on a few occasions. Got a bit of negative pushback for it. But, uh, Matty, I think doing it, you know, one season is fantastic. But if you want to be considered among these top teams in the NRL, you have to back it up year after year after year. I think this will be a huge test for the North Queensland Cowboys. We all saw the tapes last year from their preseason, how wild it was. Uh, sometimes it is hard to emulate that sort of a preseason and back it up once again. But, mate, as we go through this squad, at the end of the day, when you look at the players they've got, the depth they've got, there really is no excuse for the Cowboys not to be a top eight team once again. Well, there's been there's been you got a lot of pushback but like no one's saying they'll go shit it's just Mm. like they have to back it up this year in order to be a good team like an elite team like no one's saying they're going to go bad i think we've all got them in uh coming in the finals and if you look at their squad which we're about to go through they have it's funny they have a great back line but they probably had more depth in their back line last year with uh, the hammer whereas this year they've got a great four pack and a lot of depth in there, like a lot of depth in their forwards. So 
They've got a really, really well-balanced team. So, yeah, they should... Their, their goal this year should definitely be top four, and I'm sure they'll make the finals this year. And whether you like it or not, history tells us that, on average, two teams that made the eight the previous year are going to miss it this year. That's normally how it works out. Now, when I have a look at the top eight as it stands right now, I would say Penrith, Parramatta, Melbourne, Rooster, South Sydney... They are consistent top eight teams. They are teams that have shown us that they will make the top eight year after year for the last half a decade plus. Um, the teams that I look at that I go consistently haven't been probably top eight sides. The Cowboys are definitely one. Uh, the Canberra Raiders can be hit and miss. The Sharkies, to be fair, Matty, they sort of have been a consistent top eight team realistically. So, uh, you know, the Cowboys and the Raiders are probably the two teams that I go, I'm not as confident that they're going to cement themselves in there coming off a good year the year before. The Sharkies are, but I'm pretty sure all three of those teams have only been in the finals once of the last two years. Did they? Those three didn't make the finals in 2021, did they? No, but the Sharkies made it, I think, the last five years yeah, leading up to yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. did. So, like, they are a consistent top eight team, but, like, in more recent history, obviously, yeah, they're, they're apart from the top six that you, you said yeah. before, or top five. So, yeah, it is going to be interesting with so many teams that I think are consistent top eight teams. Uh, and, you know, you have a look at the bottom eight. We've spoken about it a lot. Literally, all these teams have improved probably outside of the Dragons, respectfully to them. So, it is going to be interesting. Uh, I think it is going to be a big test for the Cowboys to stay in that top eight once again. Uh, but as I said, they've got the squad to be able to do it. Matty, would you, if I said to you the Cowboys are premiership contenders next year, how would you feel about that statement? Uh, yes, I would say they are definitely premiership contenders. Are they in my top four? I don't think so. Well, history tells us to win a premiership, you've got to be in the top four. Yeah, but th that is true. I've got a very, very set top three, a yep. very set top three. And my fourth spot, and that is Penrith, Roosters and South. And my fourth spot is really, really up for grabs between Cowboys Melbourne, Cronulla, maybe Para, yeah, but more so those three. So I, I have Para making the bottom of the, like the anywhere from fifth to eighth, probably like the lower end. I've got, yeah, Cowboys, Sharks, or Melbourne grabbing that four spot. So I guess it's kind of cheating, but because of that, I, I have a lot of Premiership contenders, and, and they're one of them. I think they can make the top four. For sure. And I think to win a comp this year, like most years, I think you have to make the top four. If you have a look at, you know, tale of two teams, the Sharks and the Cowboys, two teams that sort of came out of nowhere this year, really impressed a lot of people, played each other, you know, that first week of the finals. Cowboys obviously won that one in Golden Point. They went on to have a really good finals campaign. I, th I think people forget, probably unlucky not to be playing in a grand final. I thought that, that game against Parramatta, they got unlucky in a, in a number of situations. But... Look, on the other side of the tape, you've got the, 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 the Cronulla Sharks who went out in straight sets and everyone's sort of got their hands on their heads going, what happened to the Sharks? If you're, if you're not in that top four and if you can't get that week off, life can become very difficult all of a sudden, can't it? Well, they were busted by the time they had to play week two of the finals against South. If yep. they won that game and what ifs or what ifs didn't happen, Val nailed the field goal. But they could have beaten Power in the prelim for sure. 100%. So it, it's, it's, it's crazy how... how you're never as you're never as far away as you think. You're never as good as you are, but you're, ne you're never as good as people say you are. But you're never as bad as people think you are too. And I think people have conveniently forgotten. I know this is about the Cowboys this episode, but people have kind of forgotten how good that the Sharks came second in the home and away season. They came second in the regular season. 
they had a really unfortunate game in the first game and then a really, really poor game in the second game. And people are deciding to remember that, and that's fine. But I think they were very, very impressive last year. And, they, and, and that Valentine home field goal could have changed everything. I genuinely think that the Sharkies would have been better off in a lot of people's eyes the way they're looking at them finishing fifth and losing week one than doing yeah. what they did. Yeah, I agree. Because now people have a chokers sort of tag in them when at the end of the day it came down to one play against the Cowboys uh, that changes everything. And, you know, you got to remember as well, you know, Chad Townsend puts in a perfect kick during that game, which credit to Chad Townsend, he's that sort of a footballer. Sharkies get to play a sin bin with about 10 minutes to go. It just turns that game on its head and it turns their season completely on its head. And people forget they finished second. The Penrith Panthers won two more games than them last year. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, if the Cowboys, if Sharks won that game and then Cowboys, South pounded the Cowboys, like we pro- people probably wouldn't be as high on the cow, even though it's just, it's funny how it works. It's yep. funny how it works. It's funny how sport works. And that's sport. That's why we love it. Um, but Sharks and Cowboys are not as far away. Like, they're, they're, they're very, very close, these two teams. Yeah, and I question if the Cowboys would have gone out in straight sets, which I think if they would have lost that game, that's the, that first final, I reckon there's a good chance that happens. And then we're looking at the Cowboys very differently. But the reality is what it is at the moment. It is going to be a big test to be a top four team. I think that they should be a top eight team. Uh, but we have seen this sort of stuff happen in the past. Now, Matty, we'll get into their best 17 and... Uh, Mate, I think this is one of the strongest squads. I could name you a best 24 here that yeah. is all first grade ready and could come in and do a job. Their depth is incredible, isn't it? There's going to be a, a lot of good players who miss out, not just on a starting spot, on a spot in the team altogether. For it's, sure. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really, really strong squad. And you consider that they just let um, Hamiso go as well. They just mm. let Tom Gilbert go. These are all guys that have played origin football. And, mate, I, when I was writing this squad, at no point did I go, oh, there's a hole there. And they've let go of two Origin representatives. It's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. And also, have you seen their start to the season? Yeah, they pretty much don't leave Queensland for six weeks. And, they're playing, and they're playing pretty like... It's a, it's a soft run, put it that way. They've got Raiders, Bronx, Warriors, Titans, Bulldogs, Dolphins, Warriors, Knights. That's the, their first eight weeks. The hardest team in there is obviously the Raiders, and they get to take the Raiders out of Canberra and send them up to North Queensland in probably 31, 32-degree yeah. weather yeah. up there. And, humid them, as and, they, and that was the game last year. That was the game where everyone was like, ooh, the, the Cowboys just upset the Raiders. Yep. That was the game which everyone was like, oh, hang on. Yeah, so... Yeah, good, I mean, if the only team you're playing is the Raiders and they're probably, you know geographically and conditions-wise, the perfect team to play round one up in North Queensland. Uh, they're in a very, very good spot. You guys that are Supercoach players, you know how much me and Timmy have been harping on about that early season draw. It is unreal. Obviously, they'll get to the origin period and they'll lose a fair whack of players realistically. Uh, and that's the that's the price you pay for having a successful first-grade team. But if they can stack a heap of wins at the start, Matty, they'll put themselves in a really good spot, won't they? Yeah, if they can be... They'd want to be six from eight, absolute worst case scenario. Yeah, and they would. They'd want to be like sitting at the top of the ladder around that first or second spot. Definitely top four around that origin period when they lose those players. And once again, you get to this origin period, and I mean the guys they're going to lose, they're very good players, but they've got so many guys ready to come into this side. It's not even funny. It's crazy. It's yeah. a, it's it's such a good squad. 
It's wild. Okay, fullback Scotty Drinkwater obviously came from the Melbourne Storm a couple of years ago, arrived at the North Queensland Cowboys uh, last year without doubt a career year. Didn't start the season as the fullback was coming off the bench in the early days. Obviously had Hamiso who was playing fullback, uh, but Drinkwater once he got the opportunity, he took it with both hands and I thought that you know, in a in an era and in a season in particular dominated by just incredible fullbacks and ball players, mate. I thought Drinkwater, his form, I think it flew under the radar a, a little. Too, so I shouldn't say it flew under the radar a lot. It just flew under the radar to some extent. How good his season was, considering he wasn't in the team at the start of the year. Well, he wasn't in the team at the start of the year, and he ended up fourth in the Dally M's on twenty three points. Wow! So like, it's it's crazy. He wasn't even the fullback. F- fullback in a team that we expected to get the spoon to. Yeah. Insane. Very, very impressive. Like he, he was probably, he was people's third choice fullback at that club start last year. Because you got Val, yep. you got Hammer. Yeah, that's fair. Crazy. Yeah, incredible. Uh, so, Scotty, and I mean, you have a look also at guys in this team who had career years. Tom Dearden had a career year. I think it's fair to say Val potentially had a career year or Val a top one or two. fucking great. Potter had a career year. Robson had a career yeah. year. Malolo was right up there. Nanai had a career year. And Drinky still finished at the top of that side for mm. Dallian. Incredible. So good. I think Val had a career year, but he's definitely had different career years at the Sharks Yeah, as well. that's fair. Yeah. Like that year at fullback he had, he was I kind of regretted it saying it as soon as I <laughs> said it. But yes, I completely agree. But yeah. even guys like Peter Hicku went to another level. Tylungi went to another level. Chad was fantastic. Like he, I know he's not a big guy to steal points, but... Tylungi might not have been in my team at the start of the year. Like I, I, I had Hamiso on the wing. And yeah, I think I would have shoved him there too. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, and now he's a kangaroo. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so, yeah, we'll go. So, dr- Drinky at fullback, he picks himself there. To be honest with you, the entire back line pretty much picks itself on the wings. Got Toalangi, as we said. Uh, we're not sure if he would have been our best 17 at the start of 2022. Uh, I really didn't know all that much about him. I, I wasn't... I'll be honest with you, Matty. I wasn't convinced he was a regular first grader at that point. Had the potential to be, but I wasn't yeah. convinced he was. No, I thought he was like just a good kind of fringy player, but he's turned out to be, he's just got a bag of skills, doesn't he? Yeah. Just, yeah, he's a freak. Kyle Felt, obviously the premiership winning hero there. Um, another guy, mate, who I've said a few times, I have a few issues with him defensively, but he just, he just finds a way to score a fucking try. And yeah. no matter what the year is, whether they're third or 15th, doesn't matter. He finds a way just to score 10 to 15 tries every single season. And he's just a fucking, he's a cowboy. He's yep. a North Queensland cowboy. He's a club legend. So Kyle Felt, Tylinger, they pick themselves as the centres. Same thing goes. Val Holmes, uh, one of the best players in our competition. Definitely one of the most exciting players in our competition. I love everything about Val Holmes. His transition to centre, it has blown me away, Matty. I was so confident that by round five or six, we'd see Val shifting to the wing or shifting to fullback or shifting anywhere other than centre. Now I am more than happy to say he is one of the premier centres in our game. Oh, 100%. He was, he was for me, he was the best centre in the comp last year um, between him and Joey Manu, but oh, I'd give it to Val last year. He was absolutely insane. Um, that As we spoke about before, that, that fullback he had for Canala was unbelievable and for that reason i agree with you i thought he was gonna be put at fullback or maybe on the wing maybe you know do a couple of kick turns i, I don't know because he's, he's just so fucking makes so much impact back there but it's amazing how he's just transformed into an elite elite center like he, he could be one of the best fullbacks in the game probably is the best winger in the game and now he's one of the best centers in the game it, like he's so versatile in that back line and he's worth every single dollar they spend on him 
And credit to Todd Payton, I do not recall anyone at the start of 2022 going, Val should be centre. I mm. get what he's doing. Yeah. He copped criticism left, right, and centre, myself in particular, how wrong we work. Val Holmes is an incredible centre. Peter Hicko uh, arrived to the club over the last couple of years. Uh, would it be fair to call last year a resurgent year for Peter Hicko? He, um, yeah. But like there, there was games, I think it was that Cowboys game, uh, sorry, the Sharks game, where we got to the end of it. I looked at the stats. He'd run for 300 metres. I, I had noticed. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It he, was... He, Remember he did that. I remember he ran 300. This is kind of random. I remember he ran about 300 meters, 280 meters, in 2013 once when he was playing for Manly, and it was at a, like it was 20 like obviously that's a bit more normal now, but it was when Brett Stewart was um, injured. Yep. In a in that four nil game against the Roosters. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Like one when of the Rogers great, scored. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He ran for about 300 300 meters that game. It was unheard of at the time. He is such an. He's just. You, you, sometimes you don't even notice he's on the park until you until you sit back and then have a look at stats and then you keep your eye on him and you see how much work the guy gets through. I love the way too, Maddie, that both these centers. You know, we talk about Joey Mano as a roaming center. Like you wouldn't. Yeah, like probably more so Val. But then there would just be random times where. Hiku would pop up on the other side of the ruck and you wouldn't see it coming at all and he would just mm. chime in perfectly so as far as his back five goes i think it's one of the better back fives in the competition they might not have you know the biggest size guys or the biggest superstars outside of val but fuck they're a tremendous back five yeah it's 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 one of the best in the comp by far really really good and absolutely locked in and i think now you know it's not something we would have spoken about this time last year but one of the more consistent back five as well. You just know what you're going to get every single week. Yeah, exactly right. They're unreal. Um, the halves, <laughs> Chad and Dearden, uh, once again, be the first one to admit I sat here next year going, why are they running out with the same guy in both jerseys? Yeah. Uh, and Chad, he was exactly what I expected him to be, just at a higher level than what I expected him to be. Uh, I, I always thought Chad was going to be good for them, but I thought that with Chad, you needed someone with huge upside next to him to make it work. I didn't think that was Dearden. Fuck, I was wrong. Yep. Uh, he had, he, like, oh, I just thought it has to be drinky. It has to be someone that's explosive. Dearden was fantastic all year. Yeah. And remember Dearden went through that stage when he was at the Bronx and then he moved to the Cowboys when he, like, he was the number seven when they lost so many in a row. So people were like, oh, is this bloke any, any good, blah, blah. And then it just kind of all snapped into gear and he played Origin. Ended up winning a fucking state of Origin. He didn't play. Yeah. Fucking, he, he, he dominated. dominated. Yeah. He was incredible in that game for Queensland. His origin debut in a decider, that tells you all you need to know about Did, and I think it tells you a lot about the influence of Chad Townsend as well. Yeah, 100%. It, it would have been really interesting. Like, we've seen the influence that Chad has had on Did and on how positive it's been. Fuck, it would have been interesting, Matty, if the Broncos would have kept Did until Adam Reynolds arrived. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. Nor have I until eight seconds ago. But, <laughs> and I'm sure most Brisbane fans, if you haven't, you don't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, they, they just they just shut their eyes and not... And, and like, granted, they, they, they've got Ezra Mam now. I think he's going to be a star. He's but what Dearden's doing at the moment and what Dearden does on both sides of the ball, very good defender, Tommy Dearden. Mm. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of him now. Yeah, and that's, so. what, that's what earned him his origin spot, really. 100%. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, they, they had him in there for the entire three games in the squad. Um, and, and granted, DCE really stood up in game three. But Tom did. I think I think we're all sort of looking at Sam Walker, talking about him as the next guy. I think we forget about Dearden sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because obviously Walker's got the flashy play. He'll win, you, he'll win you the game. And he's an absolute, absolute genuine freak. But yeah, that's I think that's why people say Walker. 
but didn't go into the Origin Arena and won you the game. Oh, for sure. And that's, yeah. And, and, and to be honest with you, I, I sleep on him as well in that regard. Me so going to be an interesting few years. DCE can't play forever in the Origin Arena. I would suggest that this might be his last year as the Queensland 7, but I would have said that last year, to be fair. So maybe Ches has got more in him, but I would say two Origin Series at absolute maximum left in Ches. Would you agree? Ooh, I haven't thought about that, actually. I'm 33 I'm, years I'm a, old. I'm a strictly blue in two eyes. I don't really think about <laughs> Queensland. Well, which yeah. is why I would have said last year it was Ches's last series. I still think that if they would have lost, I think they would have moved in a different direction. Yeah. But Ches, like, there's no doubting whatsoever. Oh, uh, fuck, he was good in that game three. He was the best halfback on the field in game three. Yeah. yeah. Right up there with the best player on the field. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, a uh, big couple of years coming up for Tommy Dearden. Uh, the forward pack, mate, it does get interesting oh, it's here. Tough as. It's brutal. Um, I think the, the front row is easy, then it gets a bit hairy. Ruben Cotter, um, I, I I thought that he would be the 13 without a doubt, and they've moved Tao Malala to the front row last year. They did it the opposite way, which didn't really make sense to me. But um, I, I think that simplifying Cotter's game, got the absolute best out of him. Yeah, well, besides yourself, not many people had heard of Cotter a year ago. So, um, it, it, it worked. Everything Todd Payton did last year just absolutely worked. And, and you're right, all he had to do, he had, he's an absolute workhorse. He's, he's, he, he gets through all that work and you're right, he's, his role is so simplified. And I think because of that, we're seeing the best out of him and just let Tamalolo be the wrecking ball that he can be. Imagine a world where a hooker comes through the grades and after his first full season of NRL where he's not injured and everything, he's an Australian front rower. That's mm. that's legitimately what Reuben Cotter has done. Yeah, people forget he was a hooker. He was the Queensland hooker coming through all the grades. Yeah. Fucking Wild. incredible. Wild. He is like the mascot for like Queensland cr- country rugby leagues. <laughs> yeah. He is just, he's, yeah, he's incredible, Ruben Cotter. Uh, I assume he'll be partnered with the experienced Jordan McLean. Yeah, agree. Um, fuck, that was tough last year in the Origin oh, Arena for so him. Oh, so sad. So sad. It was that interview that he did when he was, fuck, I mean, so heartbreaking stuff. And I mean, the re- like, obviously he was heartbroken in that moment, but I think he was also heartbroken. I think if we're calling a spade a spade, I don't know if that opportunity comes around for him again. Yeah, I, he, he's got a, a few things have to go his way. It's not going to matter how how good he plays unless he fucking brains it. But if he continues, yeah, he's going to need a few things to fall into place. Yeah, a lot of things going to have to fall his way to get that opportunity again. So that that's that's rugby league. Sometimes it's fucking brutal. Yep. Um, another guy in their spine coming off a career year, Reese Robson, uh, Matty. Oh. <laughs> Uh, if people have listened to my podcast for a few years, the day the Dragons let him go, I said, fuck, they are going to regret this so much. Yep. People said, they've got Cam McInnes. I said, Cam McInnes is a lock. He's not a hooker. And it has played out exactly that way. The Dragons are scrambling to find a hooker still. Reese Robson is on the verge of playing for New South Wales. Cam McInnes is playing 13 for the Sharks. and is a skipper over there in a top four team. This is one of the great bed shits of all time for the Dragons, in my opinion, and what a win for the Cowboys. And it's not like he's he's he was like flown under the radar. He played for every fucking rep team, Reese yep. Robson. He had it was him and Blake Braley in the same squad, in the same team, and because they were both so good, they were both in the team. They ran with two hookers in an under twenties game. Robson was always um the hooker for like when he played New South Wales. He, he's always been at like an absolute like up and coming rising star, a lot of raps on him. Why they let him go, who knows? But the Cowboys just snapped up an absolute gem. 
It's funny you mention that, that now Cam McInnes is in the same team as Blake Braley and you don't even consider him as a nine anymore. Yeah, yeah, Blake Braley's their hooker. Yep. Crazy. Wild. So, yeah, uh, Robson, a fantastic season last year. Uh, I'm not too concerned about him not backing it up. I think he's just tough as nails. He's in a side that will go forward. I'm not um, concerned at all. He's That's the type of player he is. The What we saw last year, what you see is what you get. He's tough. He's got good service. He's... He's fantastic. He'll have, he'll he'll improve again this year. 100%. I think he's more likely to play Origin this year than he is to fall off a cliff. Fucking oath. 100%. 100%. Yeah. He's just that sort of footballer. So, obviously, you got Damien Cook. you got Appy, the two nines from last year. I think Freddie will run with two nines once again. So, I think Robson, I don't know which one he's going to be able to beat out. If there's an injury to either of them, he's straight in. But, uh, Matty, I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe ju- jumps in front of uh, Damien Cook now. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that one, but I think there's the potential for it. I think, yeah, I think those – I'm not going to put a prediction out there because it's like it's going gonna, it's gonna to really depend on who the best play- – oh, this is Captain Obvious, but because they're all kind of playing at a similar level, obviously, Appy just won a couple of comps, but he's moved clubs. Cook's still going really, really well, and he's been there for years. Robson coming up. It's going to be a fantastic three-way battle for the hooker the first 10 weeks of the year, and everyone from New South Wales should be very excited to see that unfold. And I think it's going to get the best out of all three players. 100%. And it will be interesting uh, because, obviously, Damien Cook, he's got a really tough start to the season. Yep. Robson's got just about the dream start to the season. Mm. So it'll be interesting how it plays out. Then you've got Appy playing in a completely new team that we have no idea what to expect there. So yeah. you're right. It's going to be a wild 10 weeks watching these three fight for two jerseys. Potentially one jersey, but I think they'll be fighting for two. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's going to be like in uh, 2018 when it was Cam McGuinness first, Damien Cook for that ten weeks, yeah, and it all that. and it, it just it just went like for the first five weeks it was McGuinness and then Cook just exploded and it was it was it was a fun ride to be on and I'm glad we get to do it again. And this is exactly where you want to be if you're the New South Wales Blues. 100%. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, we'll move to the back row, mate. Uh, Nanai coming off a career year. He was fucking unbelievable last year. Uh, I think me and, Matt, me, me and Timmy went through his stats the other day. I think it was 15 tries in a season. It, it might have even been more, 17 or something. 17. I think it was 17. I think you're right, actually. Uh, 17 tries for a back rower who, mate, like, to be perfectly honest, I, th- I think people forget. I was sitting here in round five going... This bloke can't defend. You can't have him in first grade. Well, he missed ten tackles in a game, and everyone's like, "All right, just put him in reserve. He'll be, he'll be, he'll fix it. He'll, he'll be all right in in the future." Like a couple of weeks in Reggie's, he played Origin a month later. Yeah, and it's easy for people to say, "Oh, it was just one game." He was missing four and five every week no, leading yeah, up to he, that. He as well. was, he was, he was missing tackles left, right, and center. Like, yeah. The improvement, like so quickly, was was really, really crazy. Yeah. So what he did, wow, eight, it was eighteen tries. Eighteen tries was yeah. it? Fuck, that's impressive. For a back row, for, for a winger, that's a winger. hectic. Yeah, yeah, that's unreal. Um, and yeah, the amount of tries he managed to score off kicks, which just like, can, can, can I say something? Yeah, you know, he's born in two thousand and three. <laughs> you know, it always rattles me, Maddie, when it, whenever we talk about these guys and you say their date of birth, and you go, "Fuck, weren't alive for the Olympics." Oh, it's wow! Like he, he was born three years after we had the Olympics. Jeez, just wild. I think that's. Crazy. Mm. Uh, and you, know, you, you think about those guys too. If he's born in 03, like he would have no recollection of ever watching Joey, Freddie. Yeah, true. These guys play footy. Like I just think that's wild to me that he, these yeah. guys are now playing first grade. Fuck, he would have he would have never watched Freddie live. Nope. Wouldn't watch Joey either. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. Probably not. He wouldn't probably wouldn't remember it at least. No. Crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, so Nano, no, I think he's in for another big year. It'll be interesting to see how many tries he does manage to back that up with. Uh, I question if we'll get that many, but... Maybe he's just 
this guy. I, I, I'm, I'm very keen to see how he goes this year, mate, because I think that teams will do a lot more homework on him. Yeah. Teams will be a lot more aware of him. And well, as I, I mean, half his, most of his tries are from kicks. So they, they, they've got to figure out how to... But how I reckon that they are fucking hard to defend, though. Mm. Especially, and that's the beauty of having a guy like him in your team. Like me and Tim were talking about um, Suwaliti the other day. Like if they do play him at left centre, you're obviously going to kick a heap to the left side. But the beauty of it is now you can drop it on the back rower's head. Yeah. So you don't have to kick it to the winger, who's probably also a known jumper or can get in the air. So having this guy just smack in the middle of the field where you can just kick to anywhere and you know he's going to out-jump whoever it is that's there. Mm. Such a huge advantage. Um, so yeah, keen to see how he lines up. The other back row spot is really interesting. Now, I think in their best 17, uh, Leilua, he walks straight into that side without a doubt. Question marks over Leilua. We're not, we're not quite sure where all that is at. So if he's not there round one, uh, Hylam Luki, who I think is in for a massive year once he gets back, he's not due back round five to six. Mitch Dunn, I don't think he is sweet either. He's carrying an injury still, so I don't think you'll see him in the first few weeks. All of a sudden, mate, there's a bit of a shortage on back rowers once you have two in, three injuries and, and a suspension or whatever it might be there. Um, Jack Goz, he's gone up there from the Manly Sea, oh, from the St. George of the Laura Dragon. Sorry, played reserve grade up there. I've uh, I've never actually been the biggest fan of Jack Goz. I'm not sure if he'd be the guy that I would pick there, uh, but he could end up being the best option. But, Matty, I've got my eyes on the Fiji lock from the World Cup, Sadrugu. Um, he can play center or he can play in the forwards. I was so impressed with him in the World Cup. He's the guy that I, I I'd be throwing in there. Interesting, interesting. I, I'd Jack. I, I, he's a bit of a live wire, Kucheski. Um, I I don't mind him. I'd probably have him. I probably wouldn't start him. I probably if he's going to be in my team, I'd probably have him on the bench. Interesting. I look to be honest. I reckon they'll just go safe and go Colin Hess. They'll they'll probably they might just the other go, option. Yeah, yep. I I think start the year. It's funny how how you were like, yeah, it's a shortage of back rowers. If pretty much most other teams had three, like, back rowers injured, they'd be completely and utterly fucked. And the Cowboys have these three guys ready to go. Yeah. It's, it's, their depth is is wild. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I I would probably go Hess at in the starting spot. I reckon Sajugu is one of those guys that he'll probably play in both trials. Yeah. He'll have two opportunities to impress. I reckon he'll be a real smoky to make this side. But uh, as you said, I actually had just Cohen Hesse in my front row forwards sort of section. I didn't really think about him as a back row. But yeah, he would be the safe, um, probably more consistent option yeah. over the last few years. So yeah, that back that starting back row spot's going to be interesting. I'm sure that me and Timmy will be talking about that a lot on Supercoach because that could be a big opportunity yeah. for a few weeks there. Uh, Taumalolo in the 13, another fantastic season. He's obviously come off injuries and whatnot the last few years. I was a little bit worried about how... Uh, he was going to be used at the Cowboys under Todd Payton originally, but, uh, mate, however he's done it between Cotter, Tamalolo, Nana, all these guys, he's just found the balance, hasn't he? Oh, it's, 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 it's like, who won Coach of the Year? Was it? I think it was Todd. It was Todd. Yeah, yeah, he deserved it. He 100% deserved it for, I mean, Fitzgibbon equally would have deserved it. Yeah. Like, I think they both deserve to win, to be honest. Um, but what he's done up there and just, he's just ignored every single critic because there was a lot of them. A lot of them. And he's gone, no, nah, I'm doing it the way I think. And it's just all paid off. I'll tell you what really stood out to me, and it's only a small thing, but, you know, if I would have said to you at the start of the year, the Cowboys are going to need two tables at the Dalia Medal Night, mm. you would have laughed at me. Yeah. That's 10 blokes they had to send for different nominations for awards and everything, which, you know, as I said, it's a small thing, but for them to have... 
two tables, one being the coach, one being their halfback, their five eight, their fullback. Unbelievable. Crazy. For the for the spoon. Yeah, like what like everyone said with the spoon. It's crazy. You would have had Ruben Cotter there, Tao Malolo, and I like there was there was pretty much someone there from every like group of positions that you could possibly have. Val mm. would have been there as well. Like fucking wild. All right, this bench, and I've got so many names written down here, it's mm. not even funny. Matty, would you have a utility in this side? Uh, yeah, I think so. You probably don't need a nine. It's handy to have a hooker if you want, but I don't think you need it. I think Reese Robson will be, if not 80, very close to 80. Uh, but Granville, he can obviously play nine, but he can play a vast array of positions. Remember 18 months ago when Granville oh. played centre and you're like, oh, fuck, he's their best centre. Yeah. He played fullback. You went, oh, okay, he's their best fullback as well. How far they've come. It's the, unbelievable. Like they, they had to they had to put poor Jake Granville just anywhere they needed to put him and fucking good on him. Fuck, he did a good job for 100%. him. 100%. Yeah. He was a freak. Another guy that we've spoken about a lot. Could have quite easily got himself a Clive that night. Oh, he he should have won the Clive. Played. No, he was he was the best player in that Cowboys team. Yeah, he was incredible that night. So Granville's still floating around. To be honest with you, Matty, I don't know if it's a bold prediction. I don't actually have Granville in my side. I'd be going for young Tom Chester. I've spoken about him a little bit. Uh, he can play sort of fullback, 5'8", halfback. He could jump in at nine if need be. I think that you will try and run with Robson for 80 minutes. Uh, so I'd be given Tom Chester. I think he made his debut. I think he might have played one or two games last year. I think he's a very, very talented guy that I think is going to be very important for the Cowboys over the next couple of years. Yeah, look, I haven't really watched him, so I can't really comment. So I back your judgment. He's a guy that if Drinky, Dearden, Chad, one of those guys get injured for a few weeks and this guy comes in, I think there'll be a lot of clubs that will be chasing after him. Yeah, nice. Very soon after. So, Tom Chester, he'd be my 14. But Granville, I don't think you can go wrong there. Uh, James Tamo, he arrives at the club. Obviously, left a couple of years ago. Another premiership winner they've brought back. You would assume this will be his last season. Uh, might not be a huge upside sort of guy. Uh, but I think Tamo, Matty, he picks himself every week, doesn't he? Tamo, he's in the team for sure. No doubt. No doubt at all. Yeah. So, he's one of the middle forwards. So, you have a utility, a middle forward. Then you got the next two spots. Um you obviously want to have another middle there. I think Griffin Neem, he'd be our favourite to win that spot, you'd think, Matty? 100%. Love love Griffin Neem. He 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 was he did such a good job for him from last year. He was com- very very consistent. Uh yeah, he I I I'm happy to lock him in to my bench. Lock like, him in. Absolutely lock him in. And that gives you two middles. So your other jersey, you can go in a few di- di- a few different directions. You can go with another middle. So guys like Jermaine Tanua Brown, Cohen Hess, if you didn't pick him on the edge, he comes to mind. Uh, Riley Price, who's the son of the great Steve Price, he'll be there and thereabouts. Uh, if Jack Goz or Sadrugu don't make the side, they could fill into that role again. So I guess it depends what you're looking for, Matty. But... You know, I know that Riley Price hasn't played first grade, but it's a matter of time until he does and until he's a regular first grader. Uh, Sadrugu showed in the World Cup that he can handle himself. But, you know, you've got definitely three guys there that are consistent first graders that can come into that side and another two young guys with huge upside that can come in there as well. So uh, between JTB, Hess, Price, Jack Goss, Sadrugu, who would you sort of be leaning towards, mate, for your last jersey there? So if Hess is in my starting spot yeah. uh, and I've got two middles on the bench, Tamo and Neiman and Utility, I'd probably go a back rower because yeah. then you've got Hess on, on the team who can play in the middle and then if you put another middle in there, then they're just they're, there's no real room. Like what if Nanai goes down or something? So uh, I'd probably go either Sadrugu or, or Jack Kaczewski. Uh, um, Tanua Brown probably just misses out of my, in, in my team because he got uh, Neem there. Um, 
I, I've probably seen more of Kaczewski, so that's why I'm going to say him. So I'd probably go, I'd probably go Jack Kaczewski. I like him if he's coming off the bench. Yeah. I just wouldn't want him being a big 80-minute edge player, mm. which I think is what the Cowboys will want. So, mate, but then, I mean, on top of that, we could get to week 10 and Leilua, Lukey, and Mitch Dunn are available. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, half the names we just mentioned on the best aren't even in the conversation. If, if they're all available, my my 11 and 12 are Leilua and Nanai. Yep. Lukey's 100% on my bench in that 17 spot. Um. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, I, I think you'd done. probably then go Tamu, Neem, and Lukey, I think. And Lukey, yeah. That would be my yeah. 17. So all those guys that we just wrapped might not be in their best 17 when everyone's fit. And I would say that Mitch Dunn, I think he's been very unlucky with injury over the last few years. He's a guy with huge upside as well. So uh, he, he, him and Lukey are two guys that I wouldn't be surprised to see them come from nowhere, similar to what Tom Gilbert's done recently, similar to what Nanai's done recently, Cotter's done recently. Uh, they could, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this year, the Cowboys lose another forward to another club on a big money deal. Oh, 100%. And they, it they, doesn't impact them all that much. Yeah. They, they can't afford to keep all these people. They, they'll, they'll lose. They'll have to lose someone. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, mate, this team, the depth is incredible. There's obviously, you know, in the back line, we sort of just went through that and just, you know, that, that side picks itself. And, to be fair, when you have a look at their reserves for, for their back line, um, you've obviously got Tom Chester, a couple of other guys that haven't played a heap of first grade. Uh, Brandon Elliott's probably the only other one there that, is, that has played a lot of first grade. You've got um, Shibasaki arriving back there. He obviously was at the Broncos, went to Newcastle. I think he went to Japanese rugby for a little bit. Uh, he's a guy that's got ability, in my opinion. I know he's had some shocking games over the years, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys get some decent footy out of him. You got Jake Burke, Jordan Lip, a couple of other guys here that we haven't seen, you know, much first grade from them. Mate, you still got Ben Hampton there, mm. which is wild. Yeah. Like ben Hampton can cover, uh, like he's not a superstar, but fuck, if you really have injuries and you got to go to Ben Hampton, yeah. could be much worse. Yeah, hundred percent. I've always liked Ben Hampton. He's just he's a mix to fix it for anyone. Right up there with one of the unluckiest guys to ever play our uh, game as well. You go back to the twenty sixteen grand final. He's on the bench. For the Melbourne Storm, they lose to the Sharks. He then moves to the Cowboys and loses a grand final in the on the bench in the same fucking jersey to the Melbourne Storm, the team that he lost the grand final with the year before. Yeah, poor bloke. So unlucky, Benny Hampton. Uh, yeah, mate. So, uh, it, it, gun to your head, tell me what spot the Cowboys finish on the ladder. I don't want. I don't want sort of areas. If you had to put money on a spot, and personally, I would go fifth. I'm going fifth. I'm going, I'm going Sharks fourth, Cows fifth, Storm six. Yeah. Storm six. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I just I don't if if Ryan Pappenhausen's hundred percent fit in round one, they're they're probably second for me. But I just don't know what the that's go fair, is. There. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking great for Pappy, but uh that's only going off vibe and the eye, so uh, I'm sure there'll be medical professionals out there with a slightly better idea than <laughs> us. Uh Maybe. so we do wish Pappy all the very best. Uh guys, that will do us for the Cowboys best seventeen. I think this side is gonna be dangerous again in twenty twenty three, coming off the back of twenty twenty two. 
Very excited to see them go around. And very excited to see some of these other guys that aren't in their best 17 get their opportunity throughout the year, the origin period and injuries and whatnot. Very, very exciting times for the North Queensland Cowboys and Toddy Payton up there. We have only got a few more sides left to go through their best 17s. Cowboys got a lot of votes from you guys in the comments. Uh, so we'll do another one a little bit later this week. So let us know in the comments if we haven't done your team yet. I think we'll probably save the Dolphins for last, Matty, just to see where they end up, if there is any last-minute signings that change anything or whatnot. Yep. I know that you spent a bit of time up there with the boys the other day. It looked like a giggle. Yeah, it was fun. They're, they're, good, they're good lads up there, uh, both the players and, and all the staff. It was a, it was a good night. Yeah, that's unreal. They had their first trial uh, the other night, which was good to see some of the young guys run around. Hopefully, over the next two weeks in their trials, you'll see all the big dogs there. But, yeah, let us know who you want us to go through for our best 17s. We've only got a couple yeah, left. I think Canberra might be one, and I can't remember who else, but there's only two or three left. I don't so. think we've done West Tigers yet. West Tigers is another one we haven't oh, be, done. I'm, I'm excited. I reckon let's do that one next. You want to do the Tigers next? Yeah, let's do the Tigers okay, next. Plenty to talk about there. I like that. Yeah. Unlucky if you voted, we're going the Tigers next. <laughs> so let us know if you want the Raiders or the Dolphins uh, in the ones after that, which will come over the next week or go, week or so. Thanks, guys. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe, comment, like. Uh, and if you're on the podcast, leave us a review. Let someone else know about the podcast. They can come over and have a listen. Cheers, legends. We'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 